Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 235 with a review of The East. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases hitting a theater near you. Each week, we're going to try to bring you as many reviews as we can. This week, we got three reviews for you. We have this review of The East, which is out in limited release right now, I believe. Uh, we have a review of World War Z, and then also Monsters University. Man, a little rhyme in action right there. We're, pa- we're packing it in. Dude, packing it in like monsters packing the scares. I don't know. I they like do. That. They do pack in the scares. Scary good fun, I guess, for people <laughs> who went and saw it this weekend. Apparently, because they, they got a ton of money. So. Oh, yeah. Lots of money. Uh, you know what didn't get a lot of money? The East. <laughs> You know what also didn't get a lot of money? Huh. The company you keep, uh, which uh, I also I finally saw. Did you finally see it? I, I finally saw it. Yeah. And how much did you hate it? <laughs> um, I didn't hate it as much as someone else did, but uh, I did I didn't like it. Yeah. I I, I felt I felt it was uh uh fitting though to bring it up uh in front of this movie because a it has the same actor in it, and b it's a thriller that yeah might not do what it's supposed to do um well but yeah i will say this i really liked um shia labeouf in the company you keep as you've said i am also a shia labeouf apologist i you know he may act like a douchebag you know in public and whatever but as an actor i enjoy him like I, i feel like he brings a lot of energy to his roles yeah um so basically anytime the beef was on screen. I was engaged. I was interested in the film. Um, anytime he wasn't, when it cut back to Robert Redford and he was doing something like hanging out with Nick Nolte in a diner uh, <laughs> or something, like I was just so I just completely lost interest. And yeah, because I just didn't think his storyline was as interesting. Like I, I didn't I, I didn't feel like overall the plot of the film was very interesting. Like I, I didn't think it was exciting whatsoever the the fact that you know this uh radical group of you know i guess they were kind of they were terrorists and um well they, they were, were they, they were a militant group of protesters who yes. um in the process of being they they some bad stuff happened during the course of an event that they were participating in and everybody had to go into hiding they weren't terrorists in the sense of like they were from Al Qaeda or something. They were, they, they terrorized and they were, yeah, they were like forceful protesters and, you know, it forced them to go into hiding yeah, um, for, for, you know, 30 years or whatever. But it just seemed to me like, yeah, they did some terrible things and it's wrong, but it's clearly it's clear that they moved on and they're on to different lives and their their main focus is that they want to stay hidden. They don't care about their past anymore. And for some reason, they made a big deal about the FBI trying to track these people down. And you'd think like, yeah, that's great and all, but 
wouldn't you think the FBI would have something better to do than to track down 30-year-old fugitives? Like, it's not like these people were murderers and rapists or anything. That you know of. That Yeah, I mean, like, they did kill a guy, but it wasn't, it wasn't like some heinous, heinous crime where it's like a, a 30-year hunt for some kind of, like, serial killer, like the Zodiac killer or something. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I just felt like, to me, it just seemed like, well, these people are old now and they don't really care. I just felt like the FBI, uh, just seemed, you know, it seemed like they would have better things to do that, you know, track down more troublesome people than, uh, these old, uh, protesters. Well, I think, I think the deal is that once you get on the FBI's most wanted list that you're sort of there, it's sort of like, you know. It's it's a throne that you get to hold for a while, and they were trying to get them based on like clearly they weren't threats now, but still this guy had an axe to grind. I, th- I think yeah. either either way, yeah. Like I, I I agree with you. I think at the time I admitted this that there's that the the big big old story, what's going on, and all that kind of stuff isn't really um, that exciting or compelling when it gets to the end. It's it's really just a a a very slow burn procedural. Like it it feel it felt a lot like it would be like book seven in some series that older people would read. Um, <laughs> and like, it, yeah, I mean, it's it, definitely that a, kind of movie. And, and I think, I think I'm quoting myself when I say this, but like, I, I think I mentioned at the time that if this was like a, a made for TV movie, you'd be like, Oh, that was a pretty good made for TV movie. Um, it does have a very made for TV feel. Yeah. And like, it, it's, it's proficiently made and stuff. It's just not super compelling. And it's really, it's one of those things where if, if you didn't know, if it was all no names in the cast, it probably would have been just bad. But because it was all these yeah. big actors in it, it's kind of like, oh, cool. Like, that, that was fun enough. Like, it, it, it's not that it feels, it's not a special, everybody should go out and see it. It's kind of just one of those, like, nothing's on TV. I'll watch all these actors that I'm familiar with. Yeah, I mean, the cast was pretty much the main thing that was keeping me interested. Uh, and like I said, when certain cast members were on the screen... I was more interested in the film um, just because their their storyline was more interesting, not just for the the actors themselves. It's just like I like I just did not connect with any of like Robert Redford stuff or any of the, like, you know, those characters. I, I just didn't care about like what happened to them because I was just like, well, you know, these people were kind of terrible people. And, uh, you know, I don't care if Shia LaBeouf exposes them and. Robert Redford has to go on the run. Like, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't as exciting. I, I feel like as it should have been. Um, although I did like anytime Shia LaBeouf and Stanley Tucci were butting heads. Yeah. Um, so like stuff like that, like I wanted to see more of, and I kind of wish like that there was a stronger story to go along with it. Cause I mean, this could have been like an all-star ensemble cast, like in this, you know, uh, gripping thriller, you know, like a, it could have been something like that, but I just felt like in the end, it's just really dry and yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's one of those things where what works in this story is not like, it, it's not a story that, that you want to get behind the truth being told about. You just want to see, like even Shia LaBeouf is, isn't concerned with, um, the truth so much as getting a story like he doesn't care what that story was like in the film we're going to be reviewing in just a moment the east 
Obviously, the people involved want a truth to be known to the masses. Shia LaBeouf is really just looking for a lead that can like break his career. Like he doesn't, really, <laughs> he's not really concerned with with what's happening so much as whether or not he's getting a story. He's purely concerned to uh, have his job at the end of the day. Yeah, pretty much. Still have his job. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what do we? What do you say we get into this? Uh, this thriller we're going to be re- reviewing with a group of militant people trying to get their message out to the world. Yes. All right. Well, uh, let's take a look at the trailer for The East and then let everybody know if uh, The East worked with us or for us, I should say. Hi, I'm Diane Weiscarver, senior level management here at Hawkstone. In this beautiful lake we have here, it's a natural rock. We are The East. We don't care how rich you are. We want all those who are guilty to experience the terror of their crimes. It's easy when it's not your life. Easy when it's not your home. But when it's your fault, it shouldn't be so easy to sleep at night. Especially when we know where you live. Lie to us, we'll lie to you. Spy on us, we'll spy on you. Poison us, we'll poison you. We will counterattack three corporations in the next six months for their worldwide terrorism. And this is just the beginning. All right, so here we have the East. Uh, the East is an organization of people who uh, they are not so happy with what some large corporations and things like pharmaceutical companies and you know oil companies that are you know destroying the environment, poisoning people, doing all these horrible things. At least stuff that this group of people deems as horrible, and they are trying to publicly counterattack all these people for the quote attacks that they have done on you know the American people and on the world as a whole. Well, a security agency is trying to get an agent to infiltrate this group, find out what their targets are going to be, and uh, try to ultimately just bring them down and protect the clients of this security agency. Carson, what did you think of this film? Um, well, we talked about how we were looking forward to this movie. Uh, you especially, but I mean, I because uh, we both like the first movie that these people did the director co-star slash writer or co-writer slash star um so yeah i enjoyed sound of my voice like i thought that was a an interesting approach to a a movie that i I mean it was just it was like a a nice like indie movie surprising you know kind of came out of nowhere and i i wasn't really expecting much from it um so I was like, okay, now this is their follow-up and uh, kind of a similar plot, but okay. Um, yeah, I think we I actually read when we were talking about Sound of My Voice after I had finally seen it. Um, I, I was searching online and I was like, hey, look, they have this another movie. And I, I remember we were both laughing when I read the description of it because it sounded very much like the basic premise of Sound of My Voice. Yeah, infiltrating a group of people um, who are definitely uh extreme um yeah so for this i mean i i was expecting something at least 
I don't know, interesting. I, I really felt that this movie, um, even more so than something like The Company You Keep, was just like deathly dull. Like to me, this was the opposite of exciting when I was watching it, um, especially from a thriller standpoint, because I mean, you see that trailer and it really gives you a sense that like this is going to be like a really gripping story and like a, a pretty uh, interesting thriller. Like, I mean, it feels like they were almost doing a uh, a desperado, you know, where Robert Rodriguez essentially remade uh, El Mariachi, but on a bigger budget, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was almost like they were taking Sound of My Voice, but just like repackaging it into uh, like a different format and on a bigger scale. And uh, so that was intriguing. And I don't think that this movie works at all. Like I was kind of on board with it for the first like 25 minutes or so. And then it just starts to just kind of lull really. It just really just deflates because nothing ever really comes to fruition. And the, the main problem I have with this movie, again, like with company you keep, there's a lot of similarities between these two movies. Um, and the fact that like the, the group, the East is made up of like the worst bunch of characters that I could care less about. Like these people, I just don't give a crap for like, and, and once they reveal like wh who they really are and like why they're doing the, the stuff that they're doing, it really lost me there. Like that it, it just turned out to be pretty much a big cliche, like that they just fell back on like a big cliche storytelling wise. Cause it was like, that reveal wasn't very surprising. Like, and, and I guess what surprised me the most about this movie is Sound of My Voice took a very unconventional approach, I think, to the way they made that that thriller of the of the genre, at least. Um, this movie takes a very, very conventional approach. Um, and it almost just feels like it's way too standard. It's almost like, you know... It's not the same way because this is, again, this is a, a film that was made on an indie budget and whatnot. Uh, but it almost feels like, you know, going from making your small little indie movie to jumping into big studio movie. Um, but, it, you know, it isn't. But that's what it kind of feels like because it really just feels like a, a safe kind of conventional movie. And... I, I thought that was that was disappointing to me. I, I I didn't expect that, and I I guess I expected more. I expected more of a a different approach to this material. And uh, me personally, I like Britt Marling as an actress. Like I thought she was good in Another Earth and uh, Sound of My Voice, obviously. Yeah. But in this movie, I thought she was very very miscast. Like I I think she has the intellectual smarts to pull off playing an FBI agent, but I did not for one second believe her as this FBI agent that could infiltrate this uh, group of people. Well, she's, because, she's not actually FBI. She's part of a, a uh, security... Well, she was trained as an FBI agent, and but now she, she's, she's working out yeah, of like a... specifically non-FBI, though. Like, they call in the FBI to raid um, stuff later on in the film, but there she works for a woman who is a private contractor as a security firm. Yeah, but they but she recruited her from the FBI. Yeah. Either way, she is an, an undercover agent. Yeah, yeah. And 
I did not for one second believe her. Like, I, I felt like she just stuck out. Like, when she first comes to the East little hideout, I, I was just almost expecting someone to be like, well, she's the mole, clearly. Um, I, I just didn't think, like, that she fit in. Like, to me, Anna Kendrick in The Company You Keep was a more believable agent um, than, than her in this movie. Like, I, I felt like, to me, like, there was... I don't know. There was this like lack of determination in her character. And I didn't, you know, there, I was thinking of how, like, I mean, they're two completely different characters, but like how like Jessica Chastain in zero dark 30 is playing this woman who she is determined. And like, all she cares about is her job. And sometimes it's kind of boring. Um, but you know, she doesn't have like a social life or anything like that. Uh, all she cares about is work. But like, th she plays that character very well. And I don't think there's anything for Britt Marling to play in this movie because I think not only is her role, but all of the characters' roles in this movie like really underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just like, I felt like they needed a stronger actress to anchor this movie because like a Rooney Mara or a Jennifer Lawrence to at least get you through it because I didn't think that like everything else was as gripping really. I mean, one of the things was you see um, in the credits, uh, Ridley and Tony Scott are listed as producers on this movie. Yeah. And like for me personally, it would have been really cool to see like, you know, Tony Scott's take on this movie. Like if he had directed this movie, I think it would have been pretty awesome. Like, like his take on it, or, you know, at least have someone like doctor the script. Like I, I felt like there was like, you know, the one interesting character, um, well, I wouldn't say interesting, but like Ellen Page plays like the leader of the East, but she's like barely in this movie. Like I felt like she was given nothing to do and, like, I, I was kind of, like, it was cool to see her as, like, in, like, kind of the villain role almost, um, you know, this kind of, uh, I wouldn't say brutal, but she's, like, the nefarious leader of this group. And, uh, like, I, I thought that was, you know, cool casting, but, like, she doesn't really get anything to do in this movie. And uh, I, I thought that was kind of sad. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the only, the only character I sympathized with in this film was the doctor guy. Yeah. Um, because he actually had a reason for, for you wanting to sympathize with him. <laughs> to get back at these comp at these corporations. Like and I was like, yeah, and like there was and he like was the only one who felt human to me. Like he Yeah. And so I don't know, that was my reaction to this movie. I, I was disappointed ultimately. All right. Well, I'm going to approach it a little bit differently than than you did, but at the same time, I think the end result is is roughly the same. I mean, this uh, this film did not pan out uh, the way I expected it to. I'm not not I'm not speaking plot wise. I just mean that I I was really excited going to this. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of uh, Britt Marling. I really really loved uh, Sound of My Voice. Um, I know that uh, Batman Jalig or whatever didn't have any involvement with uh, another Earth, but I yeah. love that also. Um, and, you know, like, I just thought this was really cool. I was actually excited for Ellen Page also, like, to just see what her role was going to be in this. Um, and it's weird, too, because she's not 
she she's not technically the leader. She's somebody who came on after this group was formed, and she just has a very authoritative role in like she's kind of the most militant personality wise. Um, yeah. But there's still the other guy, like Benji or whatever his name was. Um, From yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Which was there was one thing I I I don't know if I just missed something, but there's a point in the scene or there's a point in the scene. There's a there's a scene in the film where Britt Marling is like. Uh, where's Benji at? And like the the one uh, guy who dresses all the makeup is like, oh, sometimes he likes to be gone or whatever. Wasn't Benji in the room when she asked that question? Were they just were, were they just? Like, <laughs> I honestly trying... don't even remember. I, I don't know. And anyways, this yeah, I like it. The guy with the makeup is the dude from uh, Evil Dead, the Evil Dead remake. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is the brother. <laughs> Anyways, anyways, okay. So, and I just wanted to point that out because uh, <laughs> I feel like his presence is milk toast in anything I've seen him in so far. I, I don't know what the expression milk toast means. Uh, very lacking. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I, I just like, I mean, I, I just, there's like nothing to his performance. Anytime like Red Riding Hood, Evil Dead, and this movie, I'm just like, I don't know how this guy keeps getting work because to me, I'm unimpressed. Okay, well. That's just my stupid opinion, so. Um, he was good at dumpster diving, so that's 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 he all, was, all yeah. he he needed to be in this film. But anyways, going back to uh, the beginning of everything, uh, yeah, like um, you know your your comment about not feeling that the groups, uh, their actions or or you know their aspect of the plot was really that interesting. I I think I kind of disagree on that simply by the fact that like yes, n- none of their none of the none of their plans were that spectacular. Um, they weren't very like. Oh, like they were not cliche, but they were just kind of standard run of the mill things. But what I liked about it is um, uh, it's it's kind of like what your complaint was about the company you keep where it's like, well, that group really didn't do anything that crazy. Why is the FBI hate them so much? The, yeah. the organization of the East, um, they were very targeted, targeted in the message of the things they were trying to do. And while what they were doing was clearly, clearly illegal the harm that was befalling the people in like this basically this wasn't people like bombing entire buildings and taking out offices of people these were no. very targeted strikes which i mean especially the first strike they do um which i, I won't say what it is just because we don't want to spoil it for anybody who's actually going to see this movie um like that that attack technically theoretically no one could like it's possible that nobody was harmed in that it, it, there was like a percentage of chance that the people involved in that would have been right. harmed by what the act was. So it's like, it it's it's very targeted strikes. They're they're not like taking out a bunch of innocent people. Like they're literally taking out the people in or not taking out. They're they're literally attacking the people in charge of the decisions that they deemed were damaging to the public. Um. So like I was I was fine with the level for which all, each of these events um was going through. Uh, because I felt that like it felt realistic to me like this could be a real organization and those could be real things that they were trying to do um, to attack these people without having to like you resort to you know throwing pipe bombs into office complexes or or, like you know parking a truck with a bomb like so I I like that aspect of it Um, I think for me uh, what I didn't like is uh, the cultish nature they tried to portray this group as. Because um, I, I think that um, it's really easy for people to be won over uh, by the aspirations of groups of people. Like, I, I think 
um, you know, you can sympathize for people's loss. And when you are a young person and uh, you fought like, you know, you need you need help and you get taken in by a group of people. Uh, if, if those people are anti-government or anti, basically anti any authoritarian group, um, it, it's really easy to fall into that likes and get in the mood of like, yeah, let's like, let's do some shit, you know? And, and I, I think that aspect is what they should have concentrated on by kind of delving into this like cultish, um, this cultish nature of things. It, it just kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it felt, it didn't work. I mean, in A Sound of My Voice, clearly the intention is that this is a cult. There's a woman who is claiming to these group of followers that she is from the future and she's yeah. trying to get them to participate in these cultish activities to you know, you know, you you don't know what her end end is. That's why these journalism students are trying to go in and make this little documentary. Is they're trying to figure out what her end goal is and what she's trying to do and why she is amassing these followers and what her plan is. Um, in this, you know, the plan is to strike back at um, organizations which they deem as being terrorist organizations. Essentially, like uh, you know, they're like you're terrorizing the people. We're gonna terrorize yeah. you back. Um, but when you go into the thing, like the her her. Uh, her first meal that she has of this group. That's what I'll refer to the scene as. Um, right. Before that even starts, like just the setup, that is a, that is a, it, well, maybe just me. Like I, I knew exactly what that scene was before it happened. And I felt like her character would have been smart enough to pick up on that. And on top of that, if she would have responded in the correct way, like if she would have recognized what that situation was and tried to act appropriately, I don't think the people would have responded as if she had acted correctly because the whole point of that was them like testing her. Like, so th there was, there was just little things where like, you know, like, the, Oh, let's wash each other and let's sit down and do these weird hugging exercises. <laughs> like I didn't, I, anytime those things happened or like, let's play like spin the bottle slash ask, the bottle. ask questions like that. And like every scene that involved like that, it just took me out of the film. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like you, like you're already you have this organization who um you know like the way this started out is is the correct way to do an environmentalist film like screw the way like m night Shyamalan does this kind of stuff like you literally have a group that is all about environmentalist actions and trying to cause change and uh you know take out the people who are destroying our world um but like like, so you're already starting from a good place to go, but instead you start to go to this cultish behavior. Like, it kind of undermined the validity of the message. Like, the whole point of this is that Britt Marling's character is being sent to infiltrate this group, and then, you know, she is, you know, like tends to happen, she may begin to sympathize with, with this organization. But I, I think because the group was so non-standard and so, like, cultish and, like, weird, like, I find it hard for somebody to take them seriously and kind of fall in with them if right. if the organization is just so weird. Like even even if Britt Marling took the job because she actually like let's just pretend like she really wanted to get into the East, but she didn't know how, so she took this job with the security group because she figured they'd be able to get her in faster. Like that's that's <laughs> clearly not the plot. But even if that was the case the group is still too weird for me to buy her. Like if I, if I for her to like get one over by them. Yeah. Like if, if I, if I was uh, an environmentalist and I wanted to join a militant group that was also an environmentalist uh, and I got to a group and they acted like the people in the East, 
I'd be like, "F this noise, dude! I am out of here." <laughs> like, this... this is this is creepy and just <laughs> stupid. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. Like, like I mean, I... obviously, if I was being recruited by Britt Marling, that would be a different story. But <laughs> I, I just, I just don't. It just, I never, I, I never bought their interactions as authentic. Um, and no, I, I thought any time uh, we got East interaction uh, between its members. Um, it almost became unintentionally funny. Like I, I uh, was trying to hold back laughter. Like when they were all in the lake bathing each other, it just seemed so goofy to me. Like I just couldn't take it seriously. Like you said, like I can't take these characters seriously. Yeah. Um, especially and like I said, when they reveal their motivations for their actions, I thought was just really stupid. Um. And it just seems like a a, a reveal that that's been done before, um, so that's why I said it felt, it felt cliche. Like, but but I will say, their first jam that they do, um, that I actually liked. Like, I I like the I the concept of it, like the setup. Yeah. You mean where they start but, dancing in the middle of uh, Florida? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the very first jam. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't even. I don't even remember the reference. I. I was referencing our protest dancing. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. When they were dancing in front of that real estate property. Yes. Yeah. Because that. That's. That's referred to as culture jamming. Um. So. Yes. I, I was making. Um. I, yeah. <laughs> I was not keen on that reference. Okay. Um. But yeah. Um. No, their first little little jam that they do. Um. I actually like that like how they executed that but yeah. i think it would have been way cooler in like a much better movie because like i felt like that should have been like a super intense scene to me or like at least a more intense scene because i felt like i wanted more of this kind of cat and mouse are they gonna find out if she's a mole or not type of situations like i i felt like that's what this movie really should have been about like because First of all, I think the East should have been more militant in their actions. Like, I think they actually should have been doing things where they catch the FBI's attention where it's like, we need to catch these people because they are all basically terrorists. They are, you know, uh, homeland radicals or something. You know, like, like we need to catch these guys because they, you know, they may think they're doing things right, but they're really, you know, they're causing problems. Um, well, see, they see, are that, doing illegal things. That that that's the thing. Though. This is why I I didn't need that is because it was a private security firm. This was literally these corporations are so evil that they know they're evil and they know this group's out there and they're trying to hire private security contractors to protect the evilness that they do from getting out and being exposed. Like there there was yeah. this symbiotic relationship between um what what the corporations were doing that was wrong. And their knowledge that the East was like, literally these people were like, oh, dude, this, these East people are totally going to do something bad to us. And I don't want to like, yeah. A, be exposed and B, have anything bad happen to me. Um, so like they, the, like there, there was actually a point in the film where I was curious uh, um, if uh, the security contract group themselves may be suspect um, in some way, mm. um, just because it seemed like that could be an aspect this film was going to take. Um, there's like there's like at least two moments in, in the film where I, I was curious if it was, was going to go that way. Um, spoilers, it didn't. 
but <laughs> I, 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 I think it worked for me that there was there was more of this East versus corporations as opposed to East versus the law. Yeah. Um. And I'm not saying like the law. I'm saying like. I guess I should try and rephrase what I was trying to say, or I didn't say it well enough, is that they could have kept the same storyline, but I felt like their actions at least should have been more gripping than what's happening on screen. Like, I I felt like things should have been more heightened, and we should have gotten a lot more sense of tension anytime they're going out and doing these little jams, and Britt Marlin's character is in the middle of it, and... You know, I just felt like there should have been more cat and mouse type situations where it's like, is she going to get caught? Is she not? Like, uh, you know, how are these people going to plan out their next thing? It never really, it never really, like, it it kept, like, deflating. It was just like, all right, we did this one jam, now everybody go home. And now, oh, come back now, we're going to do the next one. Like, I don't know, like, I wanted, like, a planning stage and, like, things to be worked out and you're just like oh shit like is this gonna go down and like <laughs> you wanted liam neeson explaining how I, they were gonna I wanted Liam Neeson to explain it with little action figures and toys and everything yeah um but i mean because like come on dude this movie starts off and the opening scenes of this movie with the ellen page voiceover it's essentially what you get in the trailer that we watched yeah that that's compelling stuff like you're like oh shit we're gonna be in for that kind of movie and then we don't get that kind of movie yeah, yeah. No, I no, yeah. I I agree with you. I think there there were aspects of this film that I actually liked um clues to how the security organization worked. Um uh clues to the way like the East was very protective about um who they let in and how they organized together. I thought the actual plans for what they wanted to do were interesting in that they were so targeted to a specific thing where people might not even know like it's not like, whoa, look at this building that's gone now because this East organization hit. It was like stuff where either really bad things are going to happen to people and they're going to cover it up and nobody will know, but they'll have the satisfaction of knowing or people will find out. And like, it, I don't know, like the, the like, like like you said, that first jam that they did, I thought was like perfect. I like I thought that was um, well done. Obviously, they're trying to go through all this stuff so you, you don't get to see it play out in as... Uh, you know, like Britt Marling isn't present during most of what's happening. So you just, you just get to see yeah. that people are like sneaking around doing what they're doing because um, she's sort of used as like a distraction and she's in another location. Um, but like, I, I don't know, like they're there. I think that this film needed um, maybe maybe some like it needed to have elements of the East pulled out of it and then narrow down on the organization's actions as opposed to who these people were because that's really what didn't work like the the, the cultist a- cultish aspect of the group and like their weird just their hippie commune yeah like all that stuff like you know let, let's dumpster dive and like eat trash and can't believe corporations <laughs> throw away food that's perfectly good and it's like the you see law. this apple it's perfectly good yeah <laughs> that's well, just like that's uh, you're really eating weird. trash miss marling i also really hated that they had to give her a boyfriend um to yeah, like, like why to create some sort of tension for why she has to like be secretive and like and then they're just like well we're gonna abandon the whole boyfriend thing like yeah, partway through the movie the, anyways that is the most thankless role uh the boyfriend role yeah i i, I wasn't quite sure like they really needed that boyfriend to turn out to be somebody 
<laughs> to, working to make, for the East or something. Like something. Like he, she had. He's like, we'll like, spy on us. We'll spy on you. <laughs> no, exactly. Mother like, effer. Like, come on. Something had to be done there to kind of. Uh, that would have been a good twist. Make that make sense, which it didn't. So I, I, I don't know. Um, that and that's exactly the kind of thing. Uh, even though they're completely separate movies, but that's the kind of thing when you see a movie like Zero Dark Thirty and they completely eliminate that kind of stuff. That's that. That's when it's good. Like this. This is you know when I call this movie you know felt very conventional. Um, you know that's one of the reasons why it's just like you know they have to have the romance plot thrown in there for no reason. Yeah. Um, other than to have it, I guess I don't know. But yeah, like the boyfriend role is completely unnecessary. I also think that the romance that Britt Marley develops with Alexander Skarsgård is also very unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, and it's really like it just comes out of nowhere. It's like all of a sudden he sneaks up on her in the woods and it's just like, all right, let's bang. Well, technically, it didn't come out of nowhere. It came out of a certain person's abdomen, but <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, someone is friendly. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, that, there's, that, you know, that was pretty weird. Yeah, yeah, something is pointing east in your pants. <laughs> Uh, oh just not no yeah all right well that's probably enough talk about this film uh, i think it's safe to say that we are both uh, disappointed um I, I at least saw little glimmers of what could have been an all right film in there but uh, all in all it's definitely I, I think we were just let down in general by what we thought this film could end up being uh but we have to do it because it's the end of the review. We have to give it a uh, our, our recommendation. So, Carson, yes. if you were going to put this on a scale of must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, where would you place it? Um, I will give it a pass with a caveat. I will say the one positive thing about this movie is that it looks good. <laughs> All right. So, so kudos to them. Um, yeah. Also, Britt Marling, uh, more engaging in the company you keep than in this movie. Her, her character in that actually had some fire to her. Like she was very yeah. Like I like why didn't she have that kind of fire to this role? I don't know. I mean, she could have been kind of guarded and I don't know. Also have fire at least been a little more convincing when she was infiltrating the East. Yeah. Well, I think the company she was keeping in this film didn't really give her much to work <laughs> with. She wasn't very inspired by I, the. I, one one thing I want to say. I, I, this isn't this isn't a positive to her acting or anything like that but somehow when she had like the other color hair in the beginning of the film she looked complete like she looks like a completely different person is this is the one film where a character dyeing their hair like actually makes them look different it, i don't i don't know why just to me dude i i was hoping that she was gonna be uh a, a brunette like throughout the whole movie <laughs> because I, I felt like okay well that makes sense that she's or it had been the opposite, like, because she's naturally blonde, yeah. so she would dye her hair to go undercover. Like, that would make sense to me, but yeah. I don't know. But I guess it was easier to fake her hair for three scenes and then have her... <laughs> and then go back to the real hair. I don't yeah. know. That no, made but, no sense. But did she not look, like, drastically different when she had the, the pretend uh, brunette hair? Yeah, she did look different. Um, and that's why I thought it would have been better had she looked different when she's going undercover, but yeah. I don't know. Well, she did look different undercover, but different, the opposite of different. than Yeah, what different we're used in to. the sense that she looks normal. 
because we're if that's how you're used to seeing her. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'm gonna give it a pass with a caveat. Also, um, obviously, if you're a completionist, you gotta see the Brit Marling Bat Mandelig. Uh, <laughs> duo. I wonder combo. what group they'll infiltrate next. They gotta complete the trilogy, obviously. Yeah, the infiltration trilogy. Yeah, uh, infiltrationally. Yes, um, exactly. But uh, yeah, I I just think there's interesting concepts in the film, and uh, you know, if if you just want to check it out because it looked interesting to you, you can see it. But just just know that it's not uh, it's not as epic as it kind of looked like it was going to be. And I hope that this isn't a downward trend of films from these two because I would like to see um, more of what they can do. I mean, I I like I think. I think the sound of my voice is just a fantastic film, and um, if they can get back to offering something like that, like it feels like they kind of thought too much during this film. Like they they really wanted to tap into the weird cultish nature that they had presented in uh, Sound of My Voice, and just they overly thought it and caused this film to kind of sink from what it had the potential to be. So hopefully, they can clear that out, get back to. Uh, what they were thinking previously i don't know but i i don't know yeah i i hope it gets better but yeah that is the end of our review of the east carson if people people want to find you throughout the week uh where can they do that uh you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com cool people can find me hopping a train with a little east spray painted logo <laughs> on it um, trying to find my militant group of people to stop yeah, pharmaceutical companies from poisoning cutting, us. Slitting your wrist with a Coke can <laughs> while Guy from Evil Dead takes you inside the East. <laughs> uh, that could be just misconstrued right there. So uh, I'm yes. just going to leave that alone. Uh, but people can find uh, the rest of the podcast, including our reviews of uh, World War Z and Monsters University over at thespoilerwarning.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning to figure out when these episodes go live. Or you can like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. I'm not sure if this film has a soundtrack or not, but uh, some songs are playing right now, or a song is playing right now, so hopefully you're enjoying that. Uh, Carson and I are going to take off and get into our zombie-infected review uh, yeah. of World War Z. Um, so, Monsters and zombies, oh my. Yes. So we and, will see you. And hippies. <laughs> <laughs> the worst combo. World War hippies. <laughs> yes, World War H. <laughs> All right, well, we will see you guys in a moment. Talk to you later. Bye.